Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is Big Bad Bud Norris, and you're listening to Section 336. Section 336. Section 336. Section 336. It's the new Baltimore generation time. Josh Burt and Matt might even find time to talk about the blasts. This is the world's greatest podcast. No better place to talk about sports than a billion playing in Baltimore. Section 336. Section 336. Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Good, good. good. What's that? You have a good vacation? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I mean, the kids were sick and it was, I don't know. I was, sometimes I prefer to stay at home, but it was it was fun. It was it was good. It was good. Um, you know what? I I didn't give you a chance to introduce Bert. Oh uh, yeah, that's because Bert needs no introduction, literally because he's not on the show this week <laughs> or last two weeks week. in a row. You know, you know, three's a winning streak. And yeah, or a losing yeah, let's streak. Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, who will have more appearances? Um, in the second half of the season, Bert or David Hess? Let's start making our bets. Well, we'll have to get to that a little later with Kashner going because someone's going to have to get some starts. Yeah, well, yeah. What uh, today on the show? We will get into some of the trade candidates. I have a s- snowflake of the week, uh, and we'll also talk about some All Star uh, festivities and juiced balls. Uh, but but let's start, Josh, with saying a, a happy trail is a goodbye uh, to to a to friend Bert? of the show. Bert, we saying goodbye to Bert? No, no. Uh, the Orioles uh, this past week released friend of the show Alex Murphy. Oh yes, um, yes, Alex who, Murphy. Yeah, who unfortunately was coming back from injury again, um, and he was trying to get healthy, um, and he was released um, right when he was at this point of getting healthy again. So I yeah. mean, the poor guy's been his career has been riddled with injuries. Uh, we all hope and wish Alex Murphy the best, and hopefully this is not the last we've heard of Alex Murphy. Yeah, I think I think he'll get a spring invite from someone because he showed an, enough promise before the injuries that someone's going to give him a spring invite. And you know what? It probably works out better for him as a catcher to not be in the Orioles organization with them just drafting Rodriguez. Uh, um. Not Rodriguez, Rushman. 
yeah. get my R names confused. But uh, it probably will work out better if he is in a different organization for him. But uh, Alex and I did some texting on the 4th of July when the news broke, and he will be joining us on the show in the future. It's just probably not good timing right now. He'd be a little too honest if we got him on the mic right now. And we, yeah. he still would like to play baseball. Yeah, I understand. I mean, it's sixth-round pick. Um, he's drafted a local kid out of Covert Hall. That's what we always liked. He's a local kid. I like it right. for other reasons, too. A nice guy. Just super nice, chill, down-to-earth dude. I mean, that, that was the year we drafted a bunch of catchers, right? Chance Sisko, um, and we, who was the, the first-rounder. Then we took Alex Murphy, and we also took Jonah Heim. Jonah Heim last year was traded to Tampa. Um, now right. um, Alex Murphy was released. Uh, and, yeah. Chance Sisko's somehow... coming in the majors, but... The, but right, or, right. And it's it's one of those things, and you don't hear about a lot. There's like a million Alex Murphys, right, who have all well, the we, talent in the world, six-round pick out of high school, super talented, got a nice contract, and just couldn't stay healthy, right? Like just couldn't stay yeah. healthy. Normally those guys come to the Orioles. Like we're normally the team that gives them their third or fourth try in the majors. Yeah, but this is for every guy that is given five chances in the majors, like a Nolan Reimold. Right, there's, there's a guy that doesn't. Guys who are given two and three chances in Double A and, and just right. can't stay sure. healthy, which is it has to be so frustrating for Alex Murphy. I mean, we see this still going on right now with Austin Hayes, who's I think should be back at Norfolk on Thursday uh, playing, but he's another guy who Austin Hayes has a really high ceiling, but the whole question now becomes: Can he stay healthy? Right, right, yeah. Alex Murphy, we even somehow. Uh... Somehow he agreed to come into our my basement before yes. we even really built a studio and we were just recording in the basement. We suckered him in to come into one of our Airbnbs at spring training. Mm-hmm. So And uh, he's gone out to, like, uh, uh, what, show events? Cornhole or something we did. We did cornhole tournament. He, has, he was a partner, I believe, of the World's Worst Intern. Him and the intern are BFFs. Right. So great guy that I'm, I'm sure is going to get another chance and can't wait to – have him back on this show, maybe in the off season, and then continue to root for him wherever he goes. Yeah, we're rooting hard for Alex Murphy. Uh, all right. So with that said, let's talk about this um, All Star Game, Josh. I know Josh, you're out there putting out the dailies from some shady hotel in Florida. Um, yeah, was, hey, I moved. I moved hotels. Okay, this is one this an is upgrade not, or a downgrade. This is an this is an upgrade. This is an upgrade, a downgrade, and I would not have been able to do the show. This is an upgrade. I've got decent internet. I've got a decent television that works. Does this hotel have... charge by the hour like the last one? When did we do our show last? Was it before or after 4th of July? Uh, it, all was, right. it was before. It was All right. I got to tell you about my 4th of July. All right. The last story right. I heard from you was about your movie going experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 4th of July, I'm still at the, I'm still at the Shady Hotel. Right. So I... I had no plans for 4th of July because I know no one down here. I drove down to Daytona because I said, hey, there's a big race this weekend. I saw all these like NASCAR trucks come into town earlier in the week. I'm going to go down by the Speedway. Surely there's people down there and something going on. It was dead. <laughs> there was no one there. So they probably do the fireworks out at the beach or something, not at the Speedway. But I was at the Speedway like middle of the day thinking there'd be stuff going on. There wasn't. Uh, so I went back to the hotel oh, room. Man, someone go hang out with Josh. Jeez, poor guy driving around all by himself. And <laughs> you know what I did? Florida. I went and I bought an Xbox. I went to GameStop and they had an Xbox for 150 bucks used. Nice. So I got that 
and I've been playing RBI Baseball 2015. Nice. Because I, I didn't buy any games for it, so it was whatever I could download uh, for free. Nice. But uh, anyway, so I'm sitting in my hotel room, and I am uh, just playing on the Xbox, and it's night, and I hear the fireworks go off, and all of a sudden I'm like, that one was really close. So I go and I look out my window, and this is how close it was. Remember, this shady hotel, like, people live there, basically. Right. And the person at the hotel room next to me had their door open, and they were shooting Roman candles out, not from the porch, but from inside that room, out the doorway. Like, I looked, and I would just see the, see the fireworks come flying out of the room. And out like, of the door. Going where? Like into the street? Or is there was there like a courtyard or something? No. Into the parking lot. It's right into the parking lot. Right into the parking lot. I told you, the messed up hotel. Straight into the, they, they were too lazy to get out of their hotel room to set off the fireworks, so they shot them out the door. <laughs> it's very weird. Well, at least you got a good show. That's, that's, there's a, I've made a list of plus and minuses of you moving to Florida. One yeah. of the pluses is I do expect you... Like you can take over Bert's story time with Florida story with Florida time because I mean Florida's insane. So far, I'm two for two. Yeah, yeah. So that's a plus. One minus is though it's kind of annoying you going in Florida because Florida's complicated because people always want to know like, well, what part of Florida did he move to? Like, what's it? Name? Oh yeah, yep. Where if you're in Maryland, you're east eastern shore, western shore. Like, there's not there's not all that many places. Florida, there's like a million places you could be. It's so big. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more of, uh, I think it's more of the fact that you're in Maryland, where people in Florida know the different areas of Florida, just like you know the area, different areas of Maryland. So. so I've learned that I tell people that I'm from the D.C. area. Oh, really? Because, because the Annapolis area just doesn't get it done. Well, I'll, I'll say Annapolis or I'll say Maryland, and <laughs> here's the question: 100 percent every time. So I hear Baltimore is really bad now. I hear it's even worse than the wire was. Because it was bad when the wire was on, and now it's really bad. And I'll be like, like, yeah, it's not having some great time. And then, I, and then I'll pause and be like, but you know, the wire was fictional, right? <laughs> I, well, so. I don't know. I watch CSI Miami, and everyone, someone dies every single episode with CSI Miami. So I don't know. If yeah, but Miami but they did. solve it in like sixty minutes, so That's it's an easy, true. it's an easy show or an That's easy true. crime. Oh, uh, not as easily yeah. caught. Yeah, it's true. Right. But it's interesting because I say I'm from D.C. because I'm talking to, like, work people, and that's where I did a lot of my work was in D.C. Right. And no one questions, like, oh, well, D.C., does that have crime or whatever? D.C., this, that. The, the only thing is I had this one guy who came up to me and was like, so you were in, working in D.C.? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. And he said, and that's where the White House is? I said, yeah, it's in D.C. And people can just, like, walk up to it? And I said, yeah. I mean, there's a big I mean, fence and fence guards. It, yeah. There's like snipers on the roof. Snipers, like real guns? Yeah. It's the White House. The president like, lives there. But I don't understand. People can just walk up to it in like a circle where it blew his mind that like DC. So I'm definitely learning the whole what we take for granted in right. Maryland versus down here. Right. So, but yeah, it's, a, it's an adjustment. And the only question I get worse is, when's your family moving down? Because our house hasn't sold yet. So for now on, every episode of Section 336 is brought to you by my house. Go buy it. <laughs> That's right. A nice house in Arnold. Good school district. Yeah, right. 
Apparently. That's what I always thought. It'll yeah. sell eventually. It will. Um, you did a uh, daily, but you have plenty of time on your hands to do, with no family. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's why I've been and doing the dailies. Baseball, and you can do the dailies. Yeah. Um, today you talked about juice balls. Oh, yeah, because did you watch the juice balls? Yeah, did you watch the home run derby last night? I was I was driving home, but I went back and watched all the highlights. So I liked I watched the home run derby and I enjoyed it a lot last night. In fact, it's the first time where I yeah, home run derby that is I like. Right, but and I've always liked the home run derby, but when they changed from like the ten outs to the clock, I never really liked the clock. Oh, a big fan this, of the clock. This year, I really liked the clock. The only way they need to, the way they can make the clock better is they need to get rid of the guy who says when you can throw your next pitch and forget about having can't throw it until the ball lands. They need to just be doing it like a ball machine. Just how fast the guy pitching. can swing. How yeah. fast. Right. So, and I love that in the home run derby that you get to pick your like pitcher. So it doesn't have to be, it can be a random guy or your brother or something. I love that. But yeah, come on. Yesterday was a showcase of the juice ball in baseball. And they purposely never said it during the ESPN broadcast. But it was a showcase. Vlad hit 91 home runs. And they were fun. And they were fun to watch. But the previous record was 61. He blew it out of the water. Don't tell me that ball is not juiced. Yeah, it was a pretty cool show in that you guys, guys like Acuna and Vlad Guerrero Jr., I think everyone agrees Vlad Guerrero Jr. stole the show. It's a good time to be a baseball fan. There's just so many young talented baseball players like Acuna and, and Vlad Guerrero um, and Peter Alonzo who won it kind of came has busted on right but you're right the the highlight of the home run derby was the Acuna and Vlad like uh going to the swing off twice and just that that tight that round that was the yeah. highlight yeah I think there was a period where um Vlad hit like something like 15 out of 19 swings for home runs, which is pretty incredible. Um, though Manfred came out and said scientists, he quoted scientists, have measured the ball. I don't know why it takes scientists you to measure a baseball. But anyway. The same reason they it took scientists, scientists for deflategate. Scientists had measured the ball, and scientists had measured the hardness. They brought scientists in to measure the hardness, and he says it's the same. No, we heard this in New England – we heard this in New England with the deflated balls and how they brought in scientists to prove that the balls weren't deflated. It's crap. That ball is juiced. There's no way it magically – I know these guys are bigger and better trained, but it's not the $6 million man out there. I mean, this is what they're – well, they are $6 million men, but they're not that much better that they're going to crush the ball the way it's flying out. Did you see that hit a couple weeks ago when Trey Mancini kind of just did a little check swing and knocked the ball out, out of the park? Oh yeah, that doesn't happen. The, yeah, there's like one. There's like one every other game where it's like a check square. I mean, we've seen so many guys hit home runs off the Orioles, and most of them are deserved, but some of them um, are, are, are kind of laughable. But I'm I'm actually on the other side of it. I don't think the balls are juiced on purpose. I think this is just kind of a mistake. I mean, Manfred did acknowledge that the balls are have less resistance uh, in the air. And he doesn't know why it is, and he says he need, they need to get better at testing balls in the preseason. Did they? So I'll take his word for it. So they got a bunch they of just dim, have a bunch dimples. of balls. They got a bunch of balls with no resistance. They need to you put know. like little hairs on them, right? That's what like a swimmer shaves off his leg right. to have less resistance. They just need to put. Is this hairs like a it's like a golf ball? ball. 
Yeah, make, right. put some dimples. That's where you're, that's where you're going with hair. Harry balls. That the pitchers will love that. I'm sure. I'm just. I'm not saying hairy balls. I'm just saying maybe like peach fuzz balls. I think right, that could right. be like the a response because those would be it. less resistant. Like a biker. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um. I have peach fuzz balls. <laughs> uh, are you? Are, will you be mad, Josh, if John Means does not make an appearance in this year's All Star Game? Is that even so? The All Star Game is that even a conversation anymore? Because don't they just doesn't everyone make an appearance now? Because they don't care about winning; they're just doing a little I showcase. Still, I think there's still too many guys for everyone to make it in there. As far as okay. things, so even if everyone just pitches an inning, there's 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 too many guys. All right, and uh, I mean, it'd be cool if John Means got in there, but he's one guy representing the worst team in baseball. So yeah, I'd be he's annoyed. Not like the guy everyone only- to see. We only get one guy. We should be able to see him. Yeah, and that'd be fun. But we didn't get Mike Mussina when he was at the top of his game. So well, why they, would we get John Means? Yeah, and it's a meaningless game. We didn't get to see Zach Britt at the top of his game in a playoff game. So. <laughs> Good point. Good point. We know something about, about not seeing our guys get in there when they should. Uh, but I, I like it. I have it on. Uh, I'll watch it to the end. The All-Star game for baseball, all All-Star games are dumb. But the All-Star Game for baseball is much more memorable than all the other um, games. Like, I can think of, I remember when the Orioles had hosted the, the All-Star Game, and it was that famous uh, John Cruck and Randy Johnson where John Cruck put his hat on backwards. Um, I also remember vividly right. the Cal Ripken 2001, his last All-Star Game where he hit the home run. I can't tell you anything that happened in any other All-Star Game in any other sport besides baseball. Well, it's beyond that. It's the home run derbies the same way that that everyone remembers that Trout and his dad throwing to him and that performance. Yeah, and we and remember Josh Bryce Harper. Oh yeah, and Bryce Harper. Yeah, and Josh ha- Josh Hamilton just crushing the ball in Yankee Stadium. I mean, Griff Griffey's most famous moment as a baseball player is the home run derby and turning that hat around backwards. Yeah, and that might be Bryce so, Harper's most famous uh, moment so far as a major league. It, it may be. It may be. That was his best moment as a national. Right. So, um, but yeah, the home run, the All Star game. It needs some tweaks. It would be fun if they found a reason to make it somehow somehow mean something. Somehow make people care. I don't want it. I don't want it to count for the World Series. Do you? I don't. No, I don't. But people forget that before that, before that, it was just they would go alternate back and forth every year. All Star Game, American League. All Star Game. I mean, uh, World Series, American League. World Series, National League. World Series, American League. World Series, National League. And I think right now, I think it's the best because it's records. But I think yes. the winner of the All Star Game was better than just a random rotation. Uh, but and now you know I what? think best record is the best. You know what? I think I would be okay yeah, with whatever Josh it back says. For you the know what? Game. Whatever Josh says, you know what? You know something dumb's going to come out. Okay, Josh, you know what? No, I think, <laughs> I think I am okay with bringing it back for the All Star Game because it definitely adds meaning to that game, and I, I, it's interesting to then have your entire team like and fan base like like if the Orioles were in it and it was All Star Game, we'd be so rooting for the American League because we want that we want that fourth. That's game seven or whatever. If it happens, we want that in Baltimore. So I'm kind of for the, bringing it back to that. I know that it got awkward with that tie a few years ago, 
But now they've got more players than ever in the All-Star game. And maybe if you tie, uh, you have to play the <laughs> game seven at a third-party location. Um, I don't think – I disagree with your assumption that it needs to mean – it needs to mean something for me to be more interested in it. I don't need it to mean anything. I also think it's kind of messed up that if, like, the Yankees' hopes for making a home field advantage is going to be John Means in the ninth. I think that's kind of messed up for the Yankees, like how an irrelevant right, gotcha. team could determine it. Well, but. I think it's kind of messed up that there are, what, four? how many teams are in the, the American League? 15 well, I think or whatever? 15 to 15. In each division? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's messed up that there's 15 teams, nine positions, and three of your starters are Houston Astros. <laughs> yeah, I, they're if, showing them all. I, yeah, they're, they're all on there. They're all on the screen. It kind of reminds me of years ago when the Royal fans uh, rocked the vote in order to get all the Royal players on there. Yeah, but in fairness, all those three guys are deserving and good. At yeah, I get that. I get that. So I'm still but bitter it, but about if the All Star game, if the All Star game doesn't mean anything, then spread it out. Spread out the love. And no, Trey Mancini. I, I'm fine that he didn't get in. Huh. Well, that's also I'm not fine, but that's also how you can argue. To, every team gets a player because it doesn't mean anything. If it really yes. meant something, yes. then you would never pitch John Means. Like, what are you doing here? You would throw Max right, you'd throw right. a Verlander for four innings or something. Do you, do you like it still American League, National League, or do you think they should go like the N, uh, the NFL and the NBA have gone where they mix it up? Where they yeah, do the like NBA a draft this past style. year did like a freaking draft. Um, yeah, um, and I, didn't the, didn't the NFL also? Did they do I like draft? the draft idea. Yeah, I don't. I think I mean, so. I, I like. Um, I like that there is a distinction between the American League team and the National League team. Uh, I like that. I like that distinction. It makes it a little bit awkward when you're kind of rooting for a Yankee hitter up there. Uh, but there's something like the NL, like in the NBA. I feel like there's no real difference between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Um, right. With baseball, but, like there's different rules. I still feel like. Like, There's, Washington's like a foreign place because they're the Nationals and they're in the NL. It's like a whole different league over there. American League has all the best teams. I, I You can take pride in that and be an American League fan. I don't know. I kind of like it. I love, first off, you mentioned the Nationals. I love that they wore the Expos uniforms last week. Yeah, me I thought too. That I like that. Great. They that was a lot of fun. They the National uniforms. They yes. should also move yeah, back, go to back to Montreal. Yeah, go back to Montreal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I enjoyed that. But I don't know. I just I see baseball and I love the American League National League, but I hate interleague play because it removes that uh stigma, that that magic of National League versus American League. What made the All-Star game amazing when we were kids is all these National League players that we never saw. Yeah. And and now you now like the Cubs come to Baltimore. That yeah. never happened. So I I don't like interleague play because of that. Yeah. So I feel like guys like Mike Trout I never get to see play. It's fun to see Mike Trout play. True, um, and true. And other West Coast players, whether it's American or right. National League. Because I don't stay up Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so. Hey, are I, they, mean, I'm but, not, I, have the, I have the volume down on the All-Star game. Every player in the All-Star game should be mic'd up. Are, are they doing mic'd up players? Do, 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 do we know? I love I, mic'd up players. Yeah. They all should be mic'd I up. I saw. So we picked a poor time to start recording. We started recording like. 20, 30 minutes into the game. Yeah. So I saw one I saw one player mic'd up. 
I totally agree with you. I love the mic'd up players, and it should be every player. And then, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think they pick one player or two. I think they pick one player in in that wears it. Okay, but uh, it should be the players are relaxed. They should do it for spring training too. They should mic the players up whenever you can get players that are just relaxed. In fact. The second half Orioles, they should mic everyone up because nobody cares. Yeah, I'm for that too. I'm for micing up Hanser Alberto running around there playing second, short, and third. I'll get down with that. I want I want manager Hyde. I want manager Hyde mic'd up when the Orioles are falling apart, when they when it's whatever what six run lead in the ninth and they can't keep it. Hey, That's hey, when I want manager Hyde mic'd up. Don't sleep on the Orioles. They've been playing pretty good ball go, going into the all star break. They have been. Does that matter? Are they like playing know, pretty good ball? Like I, yeah, yeah, like I know it doesn't matter. Like they're not going to make the playoffs this year. They're not going to contend. It's not about that. Everyone, every time the Orioles win, someone tweets out, get, print the World Series tickets. Like it's a joke that they think is funny. It's a, not a funny joke, people. It's dumb and overused. Get over yourselves. Um, but do you think – we're not going to make the playoffs, but do you think it matters that, that we went into the All-Star break? Um, I mean, we were 5-5, five and five, playing better than – we had been. Uh, yeah. Did you see them? I think was it the manager of the Mets who they won a game and he said we're going to sneak into this wild card. Meanwhile, they're like fourteen games out. I don't know. The Mets but, um, are just that's when yeah. That's the uh, the GM throwing chairs in the yeah yeah, in the clubhouse. yeah exactly. that, that place is a mess. Exactly, it's a mess. Um, it matters because of the it's the pitchers who have been doing well, and that's what matters. It matters that Kashner is pitching well because we're going to trade him. It matters that Means is pitching well because the longer he can keep this thing going, maybe it's real. As far as uh, Nunez hitting another home run and whatever, first, what, Orioles since Boog Powell to hit 20 home 20 runs home under runs. the age of 25, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. The fact that the Orioles are still having fun, I don't know. I'd say it matters as much as Chris Davis is hitting a couple home runs now doesn't mean anything yeah, it's nice to see but long-term wise doesn't mean anything. right right it makes it enjoyable for us to watch as fans but it doesn't mean anything yeah, yeah. the pitching means something because those are guys that pitching's been a huge question mark and it makes me wonder twofold if there's something that they're doing developmental wise that's helping the pitchers and then two hey cashner's doing well we can trade them yeah cash i see that i mean the fact that Wojciechowski can pitch a decent game. I don't know how much that means. If he know what pitches a right. decent game, I don't know how much that means. Um, but- well, those are the guys that when that when Wojciechowski and Yanoa go up there and pitch decent, then I'm like, hey, maybe they're doing something in the video room or something. Maybe there's something this team's starting to do. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but I agree. It's good to see pitching perform well. It's frustrating to see us lose all those games. Like I want to. I, I I don't care if we get the number one pick. I'm okay with the top five pick, honestly. Um, but I don't want to have the worst record in the history of baseball. I don't want to, want to have the worst record in the history of the Orcs. Can we? I want to avoid that. I just, yeah, I, totally agree. I want to be bad. I'd like but I don't to want be, to be slight, historically bad. I'd like to be slightly better than last year. Yeah, I'll take that. So, what do we got? We got 27 wins right now, I believe. Oh, is that the total? So, I don't. Yeah, it's like 27 that. and 62. So we got above right. the 300 winning percentage. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. There, All right. But you mentioned um, that Andrew Kashner pitching well might mean 
Um, trade possibilities. I mean, that's going to be all the talk for the next three weeks, right? Once the All Star game passes, the people start answering the phone, right? Yeah. Here's Trey Man. Here's I'm sorry, Andrew Kashner. Here's his stats since June. Um, since June, um, his starts since June: six innings, one run, four hits. Next outing: six innings, four hits, three runs. Next outing: six innings, five hits, two runs. Next outing: seven hits, three hits, no runs. And his latest outing: seven hits, three hits, one run. So the past over uh, since June. And he hasn't missed a start. He's pitched at least six innings, and he's given up three or less runs every single game. That's pretty impressive stuff. It is. And the Orioles had a little streak going there in the past week until, I think, Saturday or Sunday where it was all the pitchers were going six innings. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even mention that Bundy pitched well on his last outing. So, But, yeah, I mean, those are the type of numbers that you want from Kashner, especially now when there's like 20-some teams that say – Say they're in the hunt for the wild card. And yes. all those teams could use a pitcher. Yes. And we've got one. So it's in, I, I'm very curious to see what we can get for Kashner because we've been in that place before. This is the 2012 Orioles, the 20, was it, 14 and 16 Orioles. This is the Orioles that just need something and they trade for, for a, a Bud Norris. Yeah. Um, what would you say the chances, the percentage chance are that he gets traded? Is this a hundred percent done deal, or could the Orioles hold on to him? Yeah. Oh, I done deal. Cashner's gone. I'd say ninety nine percent. How about you? Yeah, I mean, you think he has to hit like hundred and ninety innings or something for his option to kick in for next year? It looks like he's not going to hit that number, so this is the last year of his deal. Um, the only reason you would keep him is clearly the Orioles have no pitching, and you may want to protect. Guys at Keegan Aiken, so you're not tempted to call them up by keeping Andrew Kashner. Um, but but isn't there other crap at Norfolk that you can bring up? Well, clearly there's not because we just picked up another guy, what, Brooks or something, from the athletics. Like, we're just picking up right. guys left and right yeah, off the waiver wire. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would say it's 98% chance he gets traded. Um, I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised if he's not traded. Um, I don't – I have no expectations for what we can get back for him. He's not a good sabermetric guy. He doesn't have a lot of strikeouts. He's a ground ball guy. Um, his his stats the past few years haven't been great, right? He had over five run right. ERA last year. So he's not a reliable, like he's not a top of the rotation guy. He's a guy you want for the bullpen or fourth or fifth starter. So I don't think we're going to get like a top 100 prospect for him. But you do hope you can get something back for him. Yeah, totally. All right, well, what about the other big trade ship that we got, Trey Mancini? Yes. And he's an interesting one because he's having a a great year that many think should be an all-star. And he's a guy that we still have control of for a few more years, but he's also kind of positionless. Yeah, I mean, he, he can play uh, average to below average left field. Um, he can play an, an average first base. He can DH for you. Um, if your team needs offense, though, I mean, here's a guy who's having a career year, batting 291, 17 home runs, 40 RBI. Um, so he's having a really good year, 19 doubles. Um, kind of all his stats, his OPS is 868. All his stats are the best of his career. He had a good right. 2017, a down 2018, 
and now a great 2019. So if your other teams, the first thing you have to ask yourself, is the 2019 Trey Mancini the real Trey Mancini and not the 2018 Trey Mancini? And I think right. because 2018 was so good and 2019 so good, and even last year he had 24 home runs still, but it was a down year. Well, that would be 2018. Yeah, but that, that was a down year. Um, yeah. Um, so if you think you're trading, like if you think 2019 Trey Mancini will be the Mancini in the future, um, then that could warrant a pretty good package. He's not going to become a free agent until 2023. Um, right. But it, it, but you're right. He doesn't have a position that he excels at. So it's going to take a team that's okay with that. So it's not like anyone will take Trey Mancini. I think only a few teams would be interested in a Trey Mancini. Right. And right. Probably an American League team because you've got that DH slot that you can roll with. Or someone who needs a first but, base. Or someone who needs a first base or, yeah, exactly. Um and he, it's an interesting case because you made a good point that, yeah, someone should trade for Trey Mancini. But with all that those years, if you think this isn't peak Trey Mancini or if you think this is what you'll get from Trey Mancini for the next few years, if you don't get the right trade chip, you kind of might as well keep him and see if you can build this. You, you own him uh, for a few years. Yeah. So you, he's not a type of guy that you have to trade this year. You could trade him next year, and maybe the value is even more. Maybe it's less, but he's not a guy that you're just trying to dump this trade season. Right, like maybe Andrew Kashner is. You would have to get a lot more back yeah. than you would for Andrew Kashner. So if someone calls right. me, a GM calls me, I'm like, Elias, your first name, when you say Tramontini, your next name better be a top 100 prospect, and that's to start talking. Once you name a top 100 prospect, we can start talking about other players in that package to make that deal work. But if your first name know, is you name, a not a top 100 prospect, I'm hanging up the phone. If you name someone in the top the top 70, I'm saying yes immediately. Mm, I don't know. If like straight up? Straight up. I don't know. I might want like I mean, a, a In top the top 100, what do the Orioles have? Two? Three guys? Well, uh, currently. Well, do you count Adley Rushman? Because he's going to – I don't know if he's uh, – You got, you got added Ad, yet. Adley Rushman, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. Ryan Mountcastle. Ryan Mountcastle. And depending on the list, Yusniel Diaz, some people might have him on the list. He's gone, I think, All right, yeah. So you might have five right. guys. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean – But, I mean, yeah. I, I You're right. You're right. It's got to be someone in that caliber, in that top 100, to have the conversation. To start the conversation. Because the thing is, and we mentioned it, like you're not just getting him for this year. You're getting him cheap um, for this year. Um, not going to be that expensive next year is when his arbitration starts. But you're going to have him under contract for a few years. So you got to pay for that. This is not a six-month rental. Right. Um, and the Orioles, I'm, I'm not one of those people who say, and this is where I differ from a lot of Oriole fans. A lot of Oriole fans say the Orioles are three years away from being three years away. I disagree. I think oh, I think it's a lot it's gonna come fast. I think twenty twenty one is when we start to compete again. Um and and Trey Mancini will still be under contract for a couple years then. Yeah, you and you and I have had this conversation. Twenty one twenty one, twenty two, those are the things that we uh that you, you and I both have uh been using for passwords and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because we trust the Orioles. I don't don't say anything more about that. I don't want people hacking my account. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna no. That was a weird coincidence when we found out that we had the same password because of the Orioles. Just different World Series years of them winning it. Yeah. Yeah, one of us believes it'll be a year earlier than the other. Um, but, yeah, I 
but I agree with you. And but I'm not signing up for this. Uh, Let's draft a bunch of 15 year olds so we can be good in 2030. I'm not on that plan. I'm on. I want to be relevant and good. Not next year, but the year after. I want to start to be relevant again. And and Trey Mancini can be a big part of right. that. And you know that had to be part of the conversation with Peter Angelos to bring in and be like, all right, I'm going to give you the reins. You can do whatever you want, but this isn't going to be a 10-year process. I'm going to die soon. you got to do this soon. Yeah, I think Mike Elias knows that too, right? Like right. there's only a certain amount of um, stomach Oriole fans can have for being the worst. Like caution, wet right. floor, I'm on board with it. You're not – Right, you're not going to get your T-shirt every year if you continue yeah. to suck. Yeah, I'm not doing the Sixers route. Like that's too long a sucking. Um, like I want to be, I want to start to compete again right. soon. At least try to win again soon. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And I don't. Right. I don't need the World Series in twenty twenty one. No. 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 Just like start to, to compete ha- again. I need. I need to have fun in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yes. So if you put a percentage on um, Trey Mancini getting traded, what percentage would that be? Uh, 50%. Oh, wow. I have no, I have no idea. Wow. So you think there's a coin flip chance, 50-50, he's traded? I think, I think the Orioles would love to trade him, but I don't know if there's the right team out there that will give up the right prospects. So I think 50-50. Yeah. I would, so, I would put it well, at 10% he's traded. Because you don't think anyone's going to give up the right prospects. I don't think anyone is going to believe in – Trey Mancini as much as Mike Elias does. Like, I think 2019, Trey Mancini is really good. And he's signed for a long time. So if he has a good rest of the year, you could look to deal him in the offseason. I think I would say 50-50, he's traded at some point before his contract runs out. But 10% he's traded at this trade deadline. Right. But you got to remember, the only person who believes in Trey Mancini even more than Mike Elias is the Oriole fan base. It's true. It all thinks he, he they think he's the the biggest snub ever from an All Star game. I do too, and it's true. Like I am biased against my own guys. Like I I always value my guys more than other guys value my guys, just because I know them and I love them. Right. Sure. Um, other guy that could be traded. Let's talk about two more. I'll talk about three more quickly. Right. Um, Michael Gibbons. So here's an interesting case yeah. about a guy who's yeah. always rumored to be traded. He's having, yeah. unfortunately for the Orioles, his worst um, statistical year of his career. He's got an ERA yeah, of out- 4.76. But he did have that sweet dive and tag last week. Yeah, and to his defense, he's been pitching a lot better as of late. Um, if you look at his kind of his, his stats on May 29th, his ERA, his ERA was 5.70. Now it's his ERA is 4.76. So in a little over a month, he's brought his ERA down entire run. Um, and if you look at his starts in June, every appearance, he had two strikeouts except for one. So he's getting strikeouts. His strikeout rate this year is the best of his career at 13 strikeouts per nine innings, which is fantastic. So he's, That's good. So yeah. other teams might look at that and say, we know the ERA is high, but the man has freaking electric stuff. He's striking everybody out. It could be a little bit. I saw this in an article. I don't want to take credit because I thought saw this in an article by Camden Chat. But people were comparing. They were comparing to Camden Chat, Michael Givens to um, Jonathan Scope, and how Jonathan Scope struggled at the beginning of the year, but then got really right. hot before the trade deadline, and the Orioles capitalized that on, and traded him. Um, yeah, and so maybe we got a great deal for Scope. Yeah, we, it turns out we did. I mean, Villar alone is, has been better, um, even though the prospects yep. haven't worked out yet, but. So, 
Um, Givens, likelihood that Givens is traded, Josh? Uh, 30%. Okay. I, I mean, Michael Elias is going to be trying to trade everyone on this team. Right. Whether or not he can get anything is always going to be the, the, the negative. Yeah, and he's a, becomes a free agent in 2022. Um, the, I guess the concern you have about Michael Elias with that higher A, can someone look past that and focus on the peripherals, like the strikeout rate? And can you acknowledge, like, you can turn Michael Gibbons into something great? Or right. does Michael Gibbons need to prove it with the Orioles first before you trade him? So does Michael Elias say, hey, listen, I can get this guy ERA down into the threes by the end of the season. Then I can maybe deal him in the offseason because, again, you still have a couple years to work with with Michael Gibbons. And you've always got that thing where you wait till the offseason and there's more teams interested. Possibly, at this yeah. point, there's only the teams in the hunt. So I would say there's a 98% chance he gets traded at some point. But again, I would put it at 50-50. He's traded at the deadline. Okay. I like your whole some point. At some point <laughs> in this guy's career, he will get traded. Yeah, at some point in his career, he will get cut by a team. 100%. Right. Yep. Um, All right. Who's your next guy? Dylan Bundy. You mentioned him earlier how he had a... Oh, yeah. Pitched well on Friday. Yeah. He's having a, a I don't call it bounce back year. Um, but the ERA is 4.65, um, which is better than last year when, when it was over five. Um, his strikeout numbers are good, nine over nine strikeouts per nine innings. Um, he still gives up a lot of home runs to a game, which is kind of his bugaboo, the home run ball. But maybe a contender yep. could say, hey, listen, if he leaves Camden Yards, maybe we get his home run totals down. If he gets his home run totals down, he could be a much more effective pitcher. Um, he's kind of run his, it feels like Dylan Bundy's kind of run his course with the Orioles. Um, his free agency. Yeah, very similar to Gossman last year. Yeah, and his free agency is 2022, but like his velocity's down. He's just, he's not the guy we all thought he'd be. Do you kind of cut bait with him now, even though his stock isn't very high? Uh, do you think the Orioles will pursue trading Dylan Bundy? Well, yes, because they're going to pursue trading anyone that breathes. Fair but enough. I'm going to say, yeah. Five to six percent chance he gets traded. I'm going real low on Bundy trade. What is preventing him from being traded? He sucks. Okay. <laughs> his, tra- his track record. No, he, he's not proven. He hasn't. What about the even high in Baltimore, prospect status, high draft pick, all that stuff? He, sure. You, but, but see, those are the guys that Mike Elias would want. Those are the type of guys that Mike Elias would try to trade for. Right. Was guys like that. So if it's not working here, if he needs to change, it's not like you're going to call Mike Elias and say, hey, remember Jake Arrieta? No, Mike Elias is now here. So it's like, who are you going to call and say, hey, remember Jake Arrieta had that amazing year after leaving the Orioles? Forget about the fact that Gaussman left and sucks. But uh, no, I don't. I think he, 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 in Baltimore, in all his career, he's had, what, two months where he was great? Yeah, it's the most he's ever strung together. He's done that a couple times, or he's had a, a couple. Yeah, right. But it's never longer than two months, and yeah, it never is. Um, and he gives up way too many dongs. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like you could probably trade him for a bag of balls, but why would you trade him for a bag of balls? Like you would right. just keep him because you need a starter, and he's under contract for a while, and you hope you can maybe make something of him. But I don't see any team yep. giving you anything for him. So I'm, I'm with you. I think. What'd you say? Five percent. Um. I, yeah, I said five. Yeah, I think that yeah, that sounds about right. 
Right. No, I think now. Now, who's your last guy? Because I really think Cashner and Mancini's the only guys in double-digit percentage with chance. You don't think so who's your last guy? The guy who has uh, the only guy to have twenty home runs and a twenty-five going on there with Book Powell. You don't think Renato Nunez? Any team would be interested oh, in Renato really, Nunez? That's an interesting one. Isn't it? I didn't think about him because the Orioles aren't interested in him. No, he, <laughs> he's not going to be around. He here. is a subpar defender. He DH, but yeah. he can play the corner infield positions, kind of subparly. But but and the same really people that call for Trey Mans. All right. That's a very good point because when people call for Trey Mancini, and you say, "All right, I want someone in, I want a top 100," and they say, "No, well, we can only give you this guy," then you can always come back with, "Oh, well, I can't give you Trey, but look at this Nunez kid." Yeah, the same type of guy, poor defender, but power. Twenty home runs, seventeen doubles, OPS is seven nine nine. I mean, he, right, he has I like a low this. batting average. He strikes out a lot, but. He's kind of like your discount Trey Mancini. Yeah, he's, he's, he is. He's a discount Trey Mancini. I'm going to give him 20%. Because, yeah, again, there's I mean, no reason for the Orioles to keep anyone around. Yeah, he's, he's still under the, I don't know what you call it. Like, he hasn't hit arbitration yet. So he's still under his like. He's under 25. Contract. Yeah. He makes, he makes nothing. He's 25. I don't see him. He's not a free agent until 2025. Um, I, but I don't see him really as a part of the Orioles' future. So if you need a young, power-hitting guy. Uh, the other thing is, though, he's out of options. Um, so I don't know if a team will want him because he's out of options. But I also want the Orioles to trade him because he's out of options, give the Orioles some more flexibility. Right. Um, so I think if anyone will take him for – an average prospects. I think the Orioles would welcome a deal for Renato Nunez. Um, all right. Well, then I then I all right. If we're, if we're going down that path, young guys that uh, that might have something. How about the hottest bat in our lineup right now? Batting three oh nine bat. Hanser Alberto. Hanser Alberto. Yeah, I think he's a nice player. The problem with Hanser Alberto is all the nerd stats, like the runs created, the uh, weighted runs created plus, and all that stuff go against him because he only freaking hits singles and he never walks. Uh, but I like him as a utility guy. can play, you know, 20 different positions, um, can crush his lefties, can hit for average. Um, I don't see him having a lot of value for a team who's really competing, but I think he's the great a great rebuild guy to watch. So um, I think it's unlikely that he gets dealt. Yeah, I just it's a funny guy that, again... It's just weird. One of the, another weird player that you wouldn't see except for the teams trying to lose. Yeah, because you look at bat. He has one of the best batting averages in all of baseball, but no one would call him one of the best hitters in baseball. Normally, no. people have high batting averages are really great hitters. I no one really looks at him as a great hitter. He just happens to have a very high batting average. <laughs> and he's had over two hundred at bats, so yeah. it's not like it's a fluke week. Yeah, like he's put a, he's put up the numbers. It's just weird. Yeah, he's a weird guy, and like some people think like. Some people thought he should be an all-star. Um, and other people made fun of people who said that he should be an all-star. So it's, he's just a weird – he's having a, a, kind of an unbelievable year, but it's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Did you watch any of the Futures game? No. D.L. Hall and, and uh, no. Grayson Rodriguez? No, I was kind of following on – I was not by uh, a device to watch it, but I was kind of following on social media um, what people were saying. I know D.L. Hall and Grayson Rodriguez both had – um, good performances there. Very good innings. Yeah. yeah. They both pitched uh, scoreless innings. 
did very well. Yeah, and like I said, at the at the All Star break, I've talked about this before on the show, but at the All Star break, my takeaway is the Orioles are having a really good season. If you look at the rebuild, right? The minor league pitchers are having great years. Parata was just caught up. Alex Wells was just named the pitcher of the month. Those are kind of under the radar pit, 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 pitch pitchers. But we're having, not to mention Grace Rodriguez, DL Hall making the All Star game, the Futures game rather. Um, so I think all those are great signs that the Orioles' prospects are heading the right direction. A couple of things could work out. Like, can Austin Hayes please stay healthy? That's a huge one. Can Diaz, you know, stay healthy and continue to improve? Um, can Keegan Aiken really prove himself to be a major league pitcher? Like, there's still a lot of question marks, but I think I'm excited about the minors and kind of where this team's headed halfway. Like, I would call this season a success so far, just based on getting the number one, one uh, draft pick in all of baseball, who's going to be, what, like a top 10 prospect in America. Um, and then the kind of growth of our young pitchers, I think it's been a really good year. Yeah, I agree with you. Which is kind of crazy to say. Yeah. Right, right, it is. Oh, one more or, uh, uh, trade ship. Um, any chance at all, since the Orioles aren't going to compete for a while, that John Means gets traded? Uh, teams would no like to have John Means. Teams would love to have John Means. The Baltimore Orioles would like to have John Means in three or four years. Yeah. yeah. So John Means is going to be your opening day starter next year. Yeah, yeah he's young enough to keep. Um, he can be part of this future, and starting pitchers are so hard to find. Yeah, I don't see an right. apartment John means at all. Given our uh, history of trying no. to sign and develop starting pitchers, you get one. Uh-uh, that guy ain't going nowhere. Right, right. No. He's he's pitching in here next year, uh, good or bad. He's here next year. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that one. Negative um, 10% chance he gets traded. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, now you ready to break down the celebrity softball game? Did that thing happen? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – well, they, they play that every year. And uh, last night it was on came on ESPN after the All Star game, and it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen on ESPN. I only watched a little bit of it. Did you? Have you seen? But, you've seen cornhole on ESPN, right? That's the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I did have fun as there was some girl, a gymnast or something, who was playing uh, like left field, and uh, they hit the ball to her like four or five times in a row, and the ball just dropped over her head. Mm. And that, that entertained me. That reminded me of like church league softball. It was embarrassing. Um, and then, hey, I forgot to mention with the home run derby, you didn't watch it on TV. Do they always have a DJ? Yeah, the reason uh, that they have a DJ now, I think, and I don't recall DJs in the past, was because usually you had Chris Berman in there going back, 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 back. And now you don't have right. that, so you got to go with a DJ. I didn't mind the DJ because I liked the music that was going on during the time. Um and I, I enjoyed that, but I now that you're mentioning that, back, 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 why doesn't the DJ have a little sound drop to press and to press and play that? The DJ should be playing that while it goes through. We need a Chris Berman button on, on the on the DJ. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. I agree. The more buttons they have, the better. I want the DJ right. to be the button lover. Exactly. Me too. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, you want to share your strawberry story? Oh yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, of course there's been going around this past couple weeks, the ice cream, uh, challenge. Yeah. The ice cream a, looking. Yeah. Which is not really my snowflake, but that's, I don't, it, I don't even think that's a real thing. Okay. I think that person did it and then they bought the ice cream and they left 
and now the world's making a big deal about it. I think the one girl was fined and maybe arrested for it. Um, but they're like they're they're pressing charges on all these people, which is great. Um, but I didn't know there was it, more than one person doing it. Oh no! Like how are these pe- how are these people searches. still alive? Didn't they all eat the Tide Pods last year? Yeah, I guess it's just further evidence that people can no longer have any individual experiences. Everything they have to put on social media. Speaking oh, yeah. of which, it's all for TikTok. You know what else is for TikTok? I don't know if it's for TikTok or Insta Story or something, but it's not for individuals. It's for all right. other people to see gender reveal parties. <laughs> I saw this story. Now I yes, gotta be gender, careful because now, gender reveal the, stories have been a problem for a while. Yes, there there's a history here of like people burning down forests with gender reveal mm-hmm. parties. Right, um, so, right. So we have another story uh, in the news recently. Um, this was, I guess, it, the the intention was for the um, the color to come out of the exhaust pipe. Um, yeah, I assumed I saw the video. I assumed it was supposed to be like you know when you burn rubber and you kick up a bunch of smoke that they were that that was what they were going for. Yeah, unfortunately, the well, unfor- <laughs> unfortunately, the color blue came out, which is unfortunate for them because it means yes. they're, they're having a boy. But the second unfortunate thing that happened is the car caught on fire and kind of blew up. And the third right. unfortunate thing, so after the car blows up, then the cops come and says you have to pay a thousand dollars and your license is suspended for six months. So they lost their car, they lost their license, and they have to pay a thousand dollar fine, and they have to put up with a boy in their life. And it also like raised every time I see this, it raises the question: those poor kids are going to be raised by these stupid uh, parents. Uh, you said it, yeah. The the, the these dumb <laughs> yeah. parents. Yeah, you and I never did a gender reveal party. Or no, a gender it was a very thing. And... personal and powerful moment between my, my my wife and I. I didn't feel the need to. Right. Right. And right and the, the doctor state. in the room. Well, we actually waited at home and, and just did it. Oh, okay. Screen. All right. But, gotcha. Yeah. Um, no, and it, and the problem is that now that that person set their car on fire, it's not going to stop the gender reveals. It's always one-upping people. It's always trying to one-up. My favorite gender reveal from the past couple months was the guys that had the little fireworks that were going off with colors, and the guy and the guy was holding the firework upside down, so it shot him in the crotch. Mm, I like that one. And instead of so that's how the color got announced. So I enjoyed that because the, the millennial got pain for doing a stupid gender reveal. Yeah, I always enjoy the baseball toss where the guy misses the ball. And right, right, and yes, because yeah, that's always fun a form, Yeah, because then it becomes not a celebration of the gender, but it becomes a mockery of the man, which I always enjoy. <laughs> right, right. Right, and that's where you hope it's pink because if it's blue, you can never raise your son to be a man. We just saw you can't hit a ball. Yeah, yeah. Then you just hope it's pink. That's absolutely true. Right. You just right. hope it's pink. It's, it's pink at that point. So yeah. yeah, cut out with the. This is just a fad, right? This will end at some point. The gender reveal part. I think right? so. It's got to. Yeah. I give it six months. We, how many more cars have to blow up though, Josh? Before we stop this. Well, I, I mean, it was just last year that we had a whole forest set on fire. That's right. You thought that would have ended it, right? Right. And then I saw like an al- I saw of course in Florida I saw someone using like an alligator to pop a balloon with the gender. So people are just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um that story was actually from Australia, not Florida. Um unfortunately, because I'm sure there's a lot of Florida gender reveal stories. I um, guarantee it. Maybe happening to the room next to you. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. There might there may be. I'm in a nicer hotel now. All right. 
All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to section 336. Uh, make sure you follow all our social media accounts to follow out when we're posting next. I know we've been a little bit uh, spotty with the days, with vacation and moving and all that jazz. Um, follow us, though, on all the social medias. Just search section 336. You can follow me yeah. on... Yeah. Josh, go ahead. I was just going to say, rate and review the shows up on iTunes. 336 Daily is now on iTunes, Google Play, everything but TikTok. You can find it. Maybe I should put it on TikTok. <laughs> Got to figure out how that works. You should. So you already subscribed to Section 336. Now go ahead and subscribe to 336 Daily. And while you're there, write a review for both shows. You can follow me on Instagram at Section 336. You can follow Josh on Instagram. At I mean on Josh Twitter. Sroka. Or Twitter. They're both the same. I, was just, why are you tw- <laughs> I wondered why you were saying Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. Don't yeah. follow me on we're Instagram. On all it's none of your business. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram for my next gender reveal party. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Right. Thanks for listening. And as always, go O's. Get some prospects. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.